What's up, everybody? Welcome to In This Economy. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my co-host, Sam, as always. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, Maddie. Let's get this bread. That's right, and we made it to episode five. I know there's a lot of haters out there who said we couldn't do it, but episode five is here, and this is our, our last episode of 2019. It, uh, it brings a bit of a tear to my eye. Me too, man, but you know what? 2020 is looking crystal clear. Yeah, and uh, today what we're going to talk about is a recap of last week. We're then going to get into kind of the big news of 2019. We're going to talk about some records that were hit. We're going to talk about some stories that were particularly interesting. And then we're going to wrap up with uh, week 17 of NFL. And I hate to even say it because it's the last regular season week of football. Sundays are just going to be different. And it's uh, breaking my heart. We're going to have to figure out some new bets for you guys. Uh, get ready for, for basketball. Basketball, I mean, hockey, maybe. Hockey. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we're, we're more hockey players, not really hockey gamblers, you know. It's hard to bet on. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I've noticed, too. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. But don't you guys worry. We will find something, some way for you guys to degenerately win money. Yeah. While we have your attention, make sure to subscribe to the pod. Give us five stars. Write a review if you can. Uh, follow us on Twitter at EconomyPod. You could send us an email at InThisEconomyPod at gmail.com. I think I yeah, finally got that yeah, one right. There we go. I've been practicing all day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanks for the, the reminder there, big guy. I, uh, I always forget to tell people to subscribe, but no longer. So let's get into it. And for a recap of last week, for the biotech world, the big news that I have to talk about is the Acosti stock. And the reason for that is we got a halt on the market, and companies often have to do this when they're going to give big news about something that's going on in the biotech sector. Usually it's due to data being released or an FDA approval. So the ticker symbol, by the way, is ACST. And after the halt, we actually found out that Acosti is just delaying their data release to January of 2020. So the reason that they gave for this is that it's due to a delay in data processing and transfer of data from a certain group of people to another. So it seems like the integrity of the data isn't in jeopardy here. For that reason, I don't think anybody needs to freak out. The stock took quite a tumble on the news. It went from, I think, almost $3 down to like two eighteen, and it's almost made back all of its gains by the end of the week. So I don't think anybody needs to be worried. The only thing, though, is now we're going to have two big releases of data in January of, of 2020. The Trilogy 1 and the Trilogy 2 data, and those are both phase three trials for their Capri drug um, in omega-3. So everybody should be uh, excited for that, and I think the, the data has a good chance of being positive. Matt, so I'm clear, what is the current price? Is it at 218 right now, or is, is it back at three? It's just about retraced all of its gains back to 270 and change, but we're recording in the middle of the week, so. yeah. To be clear, we are recording Thursday, the 26th. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I would say buy. I think I'm going to buy it right now. I'm getting a little bored. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the last <laughs> week of football, too. I mean, you're going to have to look elsewhere, especially. Yeah, looking for those gains. Yeah, so that's all I really have for, for biotech. I'm going to refocus some, some priorities to more interesting biotech companies that I think are going to have some real catalysts in, in 2020. But uh, Sam, what did we do in NFL last week? You know, we had a up and down week, I guess is the best way to put it. We started off Saturday morning. It was looking good. We hit that um, first bet 
which you could have only gotten on Twitter. That's at Economy Pod. That was our bonus bet. We gave the listeners a parlay to bet on. Right. And we hit the morning bet. We hit the afternoon bet. And then the evening bet was actually Niners for the spread, which was minus seven. And the 49ers did not cover. However, if you were keeping track on Twitter during that game, there was a live bet that was a pick meaning you just choose whoever wins. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted out, guys, you want to take this live bet. You want to hedge that bet. And that bet hit. So we picked winners, but the parlay, unfortunately, didn't, didn't win because of the spread. Mm. But if you went ahead and did that live bet, you either won money or broke even. And I did this for you guys while I was in the middle of a company party. Yeah. Just hammer drunk. <laughs> so that's, that's how much i care about our listeners yeah that's that's thoughtful i know uh so the saturday bets uh i guess you could say one out of two not bad yeah. then overall a push maybe yeah push then uh the parlays neither of them hit it was just a wacky wacky sunday i don't even remember what the parlays were i wasn't i'll be honest I wasn't even watching any of the games. I was running around. Tis mm. the season. Yeah, just yeah. Busy, right? I was, I was politicking, man. I kissing was, babies. I really was. I was kissing babies. I was shaking hands. So I didn't even get yeah. to watch the games. But, I mean, all you need to know that the Cowboys lost. Yeah, that ruined everything. That ruined everything. Cowboys ruined everything. So yeah. neither of the parlays hit, which is a major bummer. But hey, you cannot hit a parlay every week. It is impossible. If you can, yeah. quit your job. But. You know what did hit? Let's hear what hit. Our can't miss bet of yeah, the week. 100%. If you took that bet when I suggested it, I we recorded the pod on Wednesday. Episode was released on Thursday. On Thursday, you could have gotten that bet at plus 215. Mm-hmm. By the time Monday rolled around, it was actually plus 185. So Vegas was probably listening to our pod. Yeah. Oh, brought yeah. it down a little bit. But you would have made two extra money. So in all likelihood, you probably just broke even this week betting. But could be worse i'm sure you had a good time yeah yeah and that packers bet it was uh that was a good one it was a fun game because honestly the game was going against us in the in the beginning parts and i was getting a little nervous but you send me a text you're like trust the plan matt and uh you know i did i didn't freak out and do any weird live bets and it, it worked out well didn't you say you were uh, you were getting lactose intolerant from cheeseheads yeah yeah green bay did uh did mess me up a few a few weeks back and i was very reluctant to pick them again but sure enough that was a winner yeah but i also want to retract a statement i made on my naughty list uh it turns out i was the naughty one Mm. so it turns out that in the gift card world the only ones that really charge you for the privilege of using them are the Visa and MasterCard ones. So I am going back and I'm allowing gift cards in 2020, but I am all out on gift cards that are Visa or MasterCard only in 2020. Those are gone. They make enough money charging like whatever those micro fees. Yeah, they're done. They're done. They're canceled in 2020. They're canceled. If you want to give a gift card, commit to something like Amazon. Yeah. That's Every, Amazon is everything. Or Target for the white girls in the audience. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, well, that's nice of you to, uh, to retract that, Sam. Thanks. And let's get to our next thing that we're going to talk about, which is the, the 2019, kind of the hits of 2019. 
And I want to say this week there was actually a record, and the NASDAQ hit 9,000 for the first time. So that's pretty big news. Uh, it might have a lot of people worried that we're in bubbly territory for the stock market, but given that the economic outlook is looking pretty good these days, um, I don't know if it's going to stop here. I don't think it will. I think for the last few years, we've been in bubble territory. Every time we hit a new high, know, right? oh, this is a bubble. Oh, it's a bubble. Yeah. Investors are much smarter now, I feel like, and they're actually looking at the financial statements for these companies, and the financials are looking good. And when financials are looking good and things aren't inflated, the entire market benefits. Yeah, and it's just very tough to predict. So I don't think that 9000 is necessarily going to be the end, but um, that was big news this week. And I did want to mention also that Gold in 2019 hit a high for the first time in seven years of $1,550 an ounce. So that was pretty big news too. So not only is the stock market making record highs, but a safety asset like gold is also making record highs. So I might have people worried as well. Isn't it strange that I thought normally when the stock market does well, precious metals do poorly and then vice versa wasn't that the general formula so it's tough because gold and the u.s dollar actually seem to be inversely correlated but that correlation still doesn't hold hold very true anymore so i think everything is kind of changing given the central bank activities in the in the countries so what we need is predatory lending <laughs> i think that'll the, solve the problem that's the one conclusion i think yeah we can make i this. think it's safe to say we, we need predatory lending back yeah Bring back, bring back 2007. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so Dodd Frank. With that, another piece of news that came out this week was actually related to a topic I brought up last week, which was Beyond Meat. And I was calling out a friend of mine for saying that he's low T for eating Beyond Meat burgers. But this week, funny enough, we heard that the Impossible Whopper burger, so this is Burger King's version of a meatless burger, has 44 milligrams of estrogen per burger, which is like thousands of times higher than you would get in a regular Whopper. So this is a pretty big deal because Impossible Burger is looking like one of Beyond Meat's biggest co competitors. And if they're going to have some sort of toxic estrogen effect in them, I think Beyond Meat might actually have a chance at keeping the crown. Miss me with that estrogen. I'm not about it. <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't even try it with that kind of crazy estrogen number. Yeah. You know what's weird about Impossible Burger? You mentioned that they are probably the biggest competition for Beyond Meat as of right now. Mm -hmm. And I was looking into, are they going to IPO? Will they? When will they? And this would definitely hold them back a little bit. But really, they have no plans of IPO. I think they have a different exit strategy. Yeah. We were, we were talking about this a little bit before the show, and it seems like Impossible Burger isn't really looking at IPO as being one of their next their next big moves. And who knows? There's there's other ways that the investors can try and make money, but I feel like they would rival Beyond Meat if they were to go public. I think the I think what they're looking for is a big acquisition. I wouldn't even be surprised if in the next year or so, like a Kraft Heinz buys them out, a Nestle, a big conglomerate. Even a strange conglomerate like a Procter and Gamble mm. buys them out. Yeah, uh, Johnson and Johnson, any mm. of those, anyone that wants to get in the market, I think since they're such a big brand that I guess this is the one blemish that they got right, which they can yeah. might be able to ride out. It's so much easier to buy a brand like this than to start your own and rival Beyond Meat. Mm -hmm. Beyond Meat's probably just so happy right now that this is happening. Yeah. 
has it, their stock been affected at all because of this? Uh, it hasn't moved too much. It's still around $5 billion valuation. I think it's in like the mid-70s still. So it hasn't been riding that. So I assume, actually, I don't even know. Like, is this a, a one-off for the Impossible Burger? Or has it always been um, high in estrogen? I think it might just be specifically the Whopper version of it. Mm. And I can't see Burger King not doing something about it. So they're either going to switch to a different burger or make a new formulation. But Inject testosterone in there. Yeah, to balance it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd like that. Actually, it's like, it's like the human a body. Yeah, yeah right? just a high the high tea burger. It'd <clears throat> be great. I'd yeah. buy that in a second. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's get those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? And an acquisition does make sense, uh, in the sense that the bigger company that wants to get in the space, and it is a huge space, and we see the whole world, well, the whole world, the whole developed world, really coming around on these meat-based burgers for whatever reason. Yeah. I personally still don't subscribe to that kind of stuff, but I see the potential market as being a real impactful space. So the next thing I think we should touch on is uh, is a topic you wanted to talk about, Sam, which was SoftBank. Sure. So uh, that's a big topic of 2019 with, uh, was uh, SoftBank misses. <laughs> yeah, right. WeWork really took everything, I think, but there were other big stories related to them, right? Big misses. This was kind of the year of the failed IPO in general. Mm. Um, failed big IPO, failed hyped IPO, which however way you want to call it. But about two years ago, it almost seemed like SoftBank couldn't miss. Right. They were pumping money into WeWork, which was growing like crazy. They were pumping money into Uber. They were an early investor in Uber. They had a lot, lot of Uber stock. They had money in the dog walking startup WAG, which was pretty much in a race with Rover over dog walking supremacy. <laughs> and yeah. so uh, it almost seemed like they couldn't miss. And this year was supposed to be the year that they really reaped those benefits, mm -hmm. I guess, when all those companies were supposed to go public. And it didn't really work out that way. Uber's IPO was, by most accounts, a failure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, pretty lackluster. WeWorks, WeWorks, rather, might as well be called WeWorks, uh, <laughs> was was an absolute failure yeah. where it didn't even IPO because of all that went down. So those are two giant losers right there. And then I don't know if anyone's been keeping up with the news and the dog walking biz lately, but <laughs> WAG has actually just bought back all their stock from SoftBank. They didn't want to be associated with SoftBank anymore mm. at a discount, at a pretty big haircut. So SoftBank, right. I'm sure they'll be all right, but their philosophy of grow fast – grow as fast as possible and here's a bunch of money so you can doesn't really work in the stock trade world mm. i think investors want to see profit they want right. to see a way you can make profit like we work i didn't understand what different differentiated them they were just a property management company right uber is a cab company yeah I mean, WeWork had some other shady stuff going on, right? Because the executive like owned the buildings himself too. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely some insider kind of getting your your beak wet <laughs> from the inside. Yeah, getting yeah. your beak wet going on. But right. I mean, if you're throwing four point four billion dollars at a company, yeah. you check for that stuff. There's no way yeah. that those guys don't have private investigators. There's no way yeah. that those guys aren't doing their homework. But it kind of looks like they didn't. And so it, it goes to show you that maybe throwing money at a problem is not always going to fix it. Yeah, if the business plan has some kind of flaw in it. And really, I think investors were actually pretty good this year with 
calling out these companies. You know, we've seen a bunch of Peloton commercials lately. They don't seem like they have a very clear path to profitability either. Neither does Lyft, neither does Slack. But SoftBank seems to have really gotten hit hard since so many of their companies have fallen flat. It's almost like at this rate, if you're a really up-and-coming company, I would almost kind of look the other way at SoftBank. I wouldn't want to be their redemption story. Yeah, no, definitely not. And it seems like the valuations, if you stay private, can be even more generous sometimes. Way more generous because when you don't have to release your numbers. Yeah, you can actually be like a forward-thinking company that's not just worried about the next three months, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is one of those issues that just inherent in the public sector is that, well, not the, the public investment sector. On the so, stock market sector. Yeah, on the stock market <laughs> sector. Um, where you actually have to give these quarterly earnings reports, so everybody's just worried about what you can provide in the next three months. Yeah, and uh, this kind of goes back to Impossible Burger, right? Where their evaluation could be much higher than if it would if they were to go public just because we don't have a look into their books maybe softbank should buy impossible burger yeah right. that, that'll be their redemption yeah. story i think that could be the big overall takeaway from this episode yeah the big takeaway is softbank if you're listening i think you should buy impossible burger but um realistically this year was really one where it seemed like people were rational it was a rational yeah. year for the stock market yeah, at least in IPOs. In IPOs. Yeah, yeah. that's a better way to put it. Yeah. But this IPO, people, instead of just buying in the hype, mm-hmm. people were looking, more, yeah. looking at statements, checking yeah. numbers. Yeah. Can this company turn a profit? Maybe yeah. growing fast and worrying about profit later is not the right move for everybody, even though it worked for Facebook. Yeah, it did. Although Facebook... Yeah, Facebook makes a lot of money now, but definitely yeah. at the time, you know, I'm sure it was much less. So, yeah, it is. Uh, it is interesting. IPO is no longer this like thing that everybody just piles into. It's uh, it's, it seems like it's much more judicious when people are, are looking at it now, which actually is a good thing because the IPO crazes of that have happened in the past have been kind of nuts. They've been absolutely wild. And if I was a CEO of a company that was just headed for IPO. I'd go for an acquisition. Do you really want to do a quarterly report? Yeah, I mean, it's ex- it's a pain in the butt. Yeah, those phone calls, those road shows to get IPO'd. Oh, yeah, a lot that of work. That miserable. It does, but there's a lot of hype around it, and it is an exit strategy for the uh, the executives, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, I just feel like there there might be an easier route, and that yeah. is that's SoftBank. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm canceling SoftBank in 2020. Yeah, just give them up. yeah, that's it. SoftBank's out. Visa and Mastercard gift cards are out. They're probably in cahoots. The more I think about it, it could be. Yeah, it could be. So they're both out in 2020. They're my my can't. I got nothing. Let's just, they're canceled. They're canceled. They're canceled. <laughs> Speaking of can't, how about my can't miss better the week, Maddie? Yeah, let's get to week 17. Sam. It's that time. So I'm really, really gonna miss football and football betting this has been tough yeah even like as we're approaching week 17 like talking about it i'm just like oh i don't know yeah i just wasn't ready and and these games week 17 is a weird betting week because some of these teams have already clinched so a lot of these teams are gonna maybe sit some starters out just to get them healthy some teams have already checked out for the year so it's a really strange betting week but we think we got some winners for you. We'll start with the can't miss. The can't miss, you know I was going to have to do it to you, <laughs> is the Niners, minus three. They're playing the Seahawks. 
$125 wins you $100. It's minus three. So pretty weird line. So the Niners would have to win by four in order to win that bet. So Where are they playing? They are playing in Seattle. Hmm. So yeah, it's a it's a lot to take in here, but yeah. Seattle did just lose to the Cardinals last week, which I guess doesn't mean much. Yeah. However, the 49ers really want that number 1 spot and that bye week. They right. have a lot of star players nicked up and they could use that extra week of rest. I think they're going to play their ass off and they are going to destroy the Seahawks. The Seahawks are really good, but at the core, they're not. They don't have the right playmakers. I guess they don't have enough players. Is the best way to put it, they have a few guys that are elite. Russell Wilson is elite. Tyler Lockett's really good. DK Metcalf is good. But they just signed Marshawn Lynch. That they're that I'm desperate. They signed like a 33 year old running back who hasn't played football in yeah. in two years, basically, and they think that's going to solve their problems. Yeah. So if you're doing that, you're pretty desperate. So. Uh, like I said, my can't miss bet of the week. Niners minus three versus Seahawks. One twenty-five wins you one hundred. Put it down. Let's get it. And then the morning parlay. This one was actually juicy. This is finally we get a juicy parlay. This finally. one was so good. I was writing it down for the podcast. I was doing my research and <laughs> what I do, Maddie. What did I do? Did, did you have to take it? I had to take it. <laughs> I had to do it. I bet it myself. So uh, my morning parlay is pretty good. It's uh, We got Browns money line versus the Bengals. I've said it a hundred times. I can't stand the Browns, but the Bengals are trash. I think they <laughs> are officially the number one overall pick. Like they, they clinched it. Really? Yeah. So they're that bad. I think they only have one oh. win this whole season. So <laughs> the Browns are, are playing for pride or whatever it is the Browns play for. But they're going to be the Bengals. So Browns money line okay. versus the Bengals. Then I got Vikings money line versus the Bears. Vikings mm. are a good team. Yeah. They're a playoff team. Uh, we saw it on Monday night. They're a formidable opponent. They have a good defense and a pretty good offense. The problem is Kirk Cousins cannot play in prime time. He's terrible mm. on Monday night football. I think he's 0-9 no on Monday way. night football. He's wow. awful. Uh, Man, chokes. Yeah. Chokes yeah, he's, he's really bad on, on prime time games. So... Hmm. This is not prime time. This is a 10 a.m. West Coast, 1 p.m. East Coast game. They're playing the Bears. The Bears are awful. The Mitch Trubisky experience did not work out the way they wanted. Good thing they traded the Niners for that pick. <laughs> uh, then the Buccaneers, minus one versus the Falcons. So it's pretty, practically a pick em, right? Mm-hmm. The Buccaneers just have to win by two. Listen, Jameis is going to Jameis. He's going to throw three to four picks. He's going to throw five to six touchdowns. The Falcons have pretty much packed it in mm-hmm. i i think bruce arians who's the coach of the the buccaneers is going to get his guys to play a little hard for him i think Jameis has actually played himself into another year of football minimum mm-hmm. i think they're going to give him the uh, franchise tag so i like the buccaneers minus one versus the falcons then we got the chiefs money line versus the chargers there's really nothing else to say yeah. i'd say you know patrick mahomes he, I'd say last year he was can't miss football. This year he's can't miss too. You have to watch him when he plays. I guess yeah. now there's Lamar Jackson too. But if Patrick Mahomes is playing, I like their odds. So yeah. we got the Chiefs playing the Chargers who are trash. Yeah. Philip Rivers and his 22 kids. <laughs> See you later. Uh, so again, this morning parlay is Browns money line versus the Bengals. Vikings money line versus the Bears. Buccaneers minus one versus the Falcons. Chiefs money line versus the Chargers. One hundred dollars 
wins you $558, 5.5x return on your investment. It's huge. That's why it was so juicy. Yeah. Are you going to take it with me? So as you were saying it, it made me really want to take it. I see your mouth watering. Yeah. I might might skip on one of those games that might be a little bit. I just, the high risk ones really make me nervous. That's how you make that, that, the big bucks. You're right. You're right. That's what makes the degenerate parlay the winner. Yeah. I I got you there. So I hope you guys all join me in that morning. Let's celebrate, you know? Let's get that New Year. Let's pay for those New Year's Eve parties that you guys are going to. Yeah. then we got the the afternoon parlay. These games, I'll say it again, they are trash. Oh, it's the only way to get through that Sunday <laughs> afternoon is going to be this parlay. It's going to be Cowboys money line versus the Redskins. I don't need to say much. These both both these teams suck. Yeah. Both these teams are hard to watch. Maybe the Cowboys will do something impressive. Maybe they won't. Who knows? But they're going to beat the Redskins. Then we got Eagles money line versus the Giants. The Eagles just beat the Cowboys. Yeah, they're doing good. Yeah, they're doing okay. But they're 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 playing for the playoffs. That's really what it comes down to. I think the winner of this makes the uh wins the NFC East division. They went make the playoffs. That's sad, but that's how it works. So Eagles money line versus the Giants. Then we got Ravens money line versus the Steelers. This one's actually a I smell a trap actually a little bit, but I couldn't bet on the Steelers. The Ravens have they've clinched. They're in it. I think they're going to sit a lot of guys. I know Mark Ingram's hurt, the running back, but I think they're still going to be okay. Their O-line's going to play, so their backup running back should get plenty of work. He'll do okay. I think Lamar Jackson will play the first half, maybe. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Right. And their defense is decent, right? Their defense Steelers. is good. Or the Steelers' defense is really good, actually. They got TJ Watt. They're pretty good, but they're not really playing for much. I guess pride, yeah. yeah. So, again, this hat trap written written on it but i just couldn't take the steelers on this i think the ravens will find a way to win it yeah Yeah. to pull it off i think that both coaches are really good actually but john harbaugh is a proud man and i think they're they're gonna somehow win it then the broncos money line versus the raiders again trash game trash team they are in denver mile high city uh the raiders are probably gonna be out of breath at warm-ups so (laughs) So uh, I, the Raiders aren't going to do anything. I'd say this is a pretty safe bet. So Broncos money line versus the Raiders. So again, I have my afternoon parlay of Cowboys money line versus the Redskins, Eagles money line versus the Giants, Ravens money line, Steelers, Broncos money line versus the Raiders. One hundred wins you four hundred ten dollars. Four X return. Pretty good. Not bad. You got nothing else to do Sunday afternoon, okay? Let's be honest. Just waiting for the New Year's Eve. Party. Yeah, just waiting for that party. You you probably already gonna your pockets are gonna be pretty pretty thick thanks to uh, <laughs> thanks to that morning parlay. Go ahead and take this one too. Let it ride, you know. Yeah, yeah. If if these both hit, you're up a thousand dollars. Then you got that Sunday night game, the Niners and the Seahawks that mm. can't miss. Nice. You're gonna win eleven hundred dollars. That'll pay for you and your significant other going out on New Year's Eve, maybe getting some sushi beforehand. Who knows? That'd be amazing. That's yeah. a great night for me. That's the best. That's the best night. What a way to to start twenty twenty. Eleven hundred dollars from betting in your pocket, sushi dinner, all you can drink place that's overly crowded. <laughs> yeah, right. just to top it off. <laughs> yeah, just to top it off. You come home fighting with your significant other. 
That's how you do it. <laughs> That's how I want 2020 to start for you guys. That's a great sentiment. And in this economy, you can't afford not to. Absolutely. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate all the support in 2019. Please subscribe, like, share. Send us an email at intheseconomypod at gmail or follow us on Twitter at economypod. And, uh, yeah, Sam, any, any last 2019 notes for the listeners? Just what you said, I want to thank all the listeners. Our listeners have gone through the roof in the last couple of weeks, so appreciate you guys. We got a lot of fun, exciting stuff happening in 2020, a lot more high energy coming in 2020. We won't be exhausted from the holidays. <laughs> uh, again, Happy New Year to everyone, and we'll see you next year. We'll see you next decade. Yeah. Oh, damn. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. See you then. <laughs>